hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> Our good BFF community. Yeah, what's up guys? Hey, me smile. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? yeah. You're always good. I'm always good. <laughs> Never better. <laughs> It's very an African to say that I'm not okay. Yeah. You don't you don't you're you don't tell good. people your problems. Ah, you're always good unless prompted otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Oh, Welcome no. guys to episode 9. Yeah. And uh, coming from episode 8 we talked about black tax. Yeah, and that was a heavy one. <laughs> Pandora's box. Yeah. What do you feel? Well, I mean, what's your take on I mean, having gone through the episode, what what do you feel? Uh, I felt um it was about time. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Um we we know, mm. we talk, but yeah. putting it out in the airwaves was yeah. a good feeling. Yeah. It validated our experiences mm. and yeah, and then getting the feedback. And yeah. for me, for me, hey. okay, let's move on. <laughs> a pitch from you, yeah. Yes. It was quite therapeutic. Oh. It was quite therapeutic. And I was just telling Miss Miles here that today I said, uh, not my first nose, but some nose, two nose, and I felt very good about Ooh, it. You said nose. I said no. I Did said you no. say, it's my money, I can do whatever I want? <laughs> Jump up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> or did you ghost them? Maybe they're still waiting for a response. <laughs> I, uh, I said no mm. in a nice way. I, what exactly did I say? I said, um, unfortunately, I can't. Mm-hmm. There are other things that I'm working on. As you know, that I'm looking forward to one or two, three, four, five things. Mm. Unfortunately, I'll not be able to take this one on. And the other person was very pleasant about it. Mm-hmm. So it felt very good that I exercised that, uh, you know, the fetal steps. Yes. So that felt very good. Ah, that's a good script. Guys, yes. if you're listening, <laughs> take take notes. That's how you say no. <laughs> yeah, unless the other person tells you you're being selfish, then the script goes out the window. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> it's not a, a shouting match. <laughs> but it's my money. <laughs> yeah, and someone gave it another name. Hmm. African, African tax. tax, man. <laughs> you know yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, yeah, Miss Dimple, just pay the African tax. Yes. Whatever it is you're fighting, just pay it and move on. <laughs> and, and it's even worse because mm-hmm. in our country, mm. taxes are hefty. Right now, even babies know what taxes are. <laughs> <laughs> then you add black tax. Then you add black tax on top of it. So right mm-hmm. now, it's like like Miss Miles was saying um, in the last episode, mm-hmm. right now in our country, taxes are at an all-time high. Okay. Yes. Um, so when you then come and get all this pool from the family, mm-hmm, from the friends, mm-hmm. from the community, it's not getting easier. And yeah. we've gotten quite a lot of feedback. Yes, uh, I think people were looking forward to you know someone just speaking about it, and people just really, really opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that someone said, uh, Babalao, <laughs> Babalao said, at the very least. You should even at least ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. Just check in. Do I still have a job at the very least? Am I alive? Am I alive? How am, am I? I is this line still active? It's <laughs> not an ATM. You know, the way get to the bare minimum. Find mm. out how I'm doing. So mm. people are feeling Babalao is feeling very, very one sided. Yeah. Um, that there's even no basic courtesy of just checking in. Yeah. What else? Uh, what else came to you? Uh, most said, mm-hmm. I'll read verbatim. Yeah. I think black tax is a burden, mm-hmm. not just on wallets, but on mental health, mm-hmm. guilt, and forced obligation. Yeah. We need to frame supporting. We need to frame supporting loved ones differently, mm-hmm. based on the principle of love, not mandate. Not mandate. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty heavy on the principles of love. 
um, mm-hmm. and and the mental health that that surrounds it because yeah. people are really struggling out there. They, they are. And, and, and I say and out there, even us, <laughs> even inside here. Yes, it's it's not easy. And and she even shared that feedback and said I lacked enough space and characters. <laughs> I could write a book <laughs> to uh, say more. Yeah, to say more. And and it, it the aspect of love and mm. not mandate. Mm. So then, how do you draw the line between seeing a need and yeah. then feeling mandated yeah. because? You may see a need, a need is yeah. there, but you are really you're barely surviving. Being, so yeah. it's a tough one. It's not easy. Mm. So I guess the question could be then: Do you also ask for help, even though? And, mm. and it's not the help that we're talking about last week. It's more to say that if there's a need and you can't meet that need right now, mm. what opportunity is there from the wider society to pitch in and support you to support the other person? Yes. Right. Yes. Because one of the things that I, I was I was thinking about and I've been working on is trying to help somebody get a job. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. One of the people that I sh- that I support, etc., is to how can this person get a job? So reaching out to my network and saying, "Bro, I need a solid one. Mm. Don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask me questions. If you have an opportunity in your organization, in your networks, just please help me get this person a yeah, job. Yeah. Um. Because like like someone was talking about, you can't keep helping this person over and over again. Or you know being the solution because you know El Shaddai if you want shall to be die. El Shaddai you shall, shall die, die. <laughs> that video guys go to our Instagram page yep. we yep. posted a reel mm-hmm. this pastor dropped <laughs> gems of wisdom the ones that you want to pause and just rewind mm-hmm. and listen again yeah because what happens with black tax mm-hmm. you become the savior and Miss Dimple said that she mm-hmm. felt I, I think my purpose in life is to uplift. That's yeah. my purpose. So mm. you become Jesus, El yeah, Shaddai. The, savior, the Messiah, right? The Messiah. Messiah complex. Yes. Yeah. And and what happens is most of the times mm. people will assume you're giving from a place of food. Mm. You know? Yeah. You're giving excess surplus. Yeah. So at any one point, people won't pose and think, how is Miss Dimples doing? But yeah, because how is she, you brand- how is she managing to support me? Yes. Because mm. you branded yourself as the El Shaddai. Yeah. <laughs> you shall die, die. my friend. <laughs> yeah, and, and the same pastor was saying, um, and, and it's not very re- it's not a religious rant that he goes on. Mm. It's facts which whichever religion you are, I think you really identify to this. Mm. So when you say mm. pastor, if you're of a different faith, don't feel like this excludes you, right? Mm. Um, and he was that's, he was saying these are challenges that have been there since you know a while back, mm. forever, if you want to. So you will not be the solution to it. So yeah. don't think that you're the one who's carrying the answer to all these challenges. Yeah. So know where your boundaries lie. Mm. And one of the things that you know was very hard for me to hear was you know um, Carol, a friend of mine, said um, it's really tough. I'm reading Pavabatem, so it's really tough. That is, you know, I was asking how are you managing with mm. the black tax. Mm. And she says it's really tough. It's a conversation that I've avoided for a long time mm-hmm. because it has affected my life in more ways that I would love to admit, mm-hmm. including when I had my firstborn and how I space my kids and how many kids I can wow. have because I already had had kids before I even had my own. Oh, my, oh my heart God. just broke. <laughs> my heart just broke, right? Because then you, you don't quite understand how far these things impact Which our lives. lives. The decisions we make. Imagine. Whether to have kids. Can I know. you imagine whether to have kids and how to space those kids mm. because you're taking care of all these needs and all these people. Mm. And I, I really, really felt for her. And she's she's very, very young. 
she's super young so you imagine someone starting out on her life journey and one of the things that she said and she shared was to say that um again what made mothers worse for me is that i had to step in early in life Mm -hmm. to see my siblings through school knowing very well that there was a father who was a civil servant so Mm -hmm. the dad was absent so that there was a father that was a civil servant with a salary mm-hmm. taking care of other kids that he had but he had made me carry that burden oh, parentification parentification so you know that this got us thinking also about the rules that firstborns take yeah. firstborns we are sorry we are just sorry imagine on behalf of the world <laughs> yeah it, it's they such do a the most thing. they do the most from mediators to ah. Finance, financials, right? You're the one who's supposed to have all the answers to everything, yeah. And you're the one who's supposed to step in when a parent is absent for whatever reason, mm. and nobody cares about you. Nobody's asking you how oh, you are doing. doing. Yeah. Everybody just wants from you, and then we get surprised when the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> or even um, uh, firstborns who say, "I'm not, I am not ready to have kids." Yes. Yeah. I don't want kids yes. because you played the role of a parent for such a long time. Correct. You feel uh, it's already too much. And parenting your own parent. Mm. And then just imagine if, okay, maybe this will be digressing. Imagine if there's even substance abuse. Hmm. So you're not only managing financially, you're the one who's making decision. what will this person, you know, the hairstyle that will be done. Mm. As in, you're even making decisions on very micro things yeah. in people's lives. So by the time you're getting to your 30s, 40s, you're, you're exhausted. Tired you're done you're done mm. so i mean these are a lot of the things that came out from the black tax conversations mm. um we'd still love to hear from you um go to our socials co- engage with us let's hear your story mm. uh, one of the things for me for me okay it's a real thing um <laughs> that was very fundamental from the episode was i felt like it was a therapeutic thing for for me mm. <laughs> it was we therapy for me the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very therapeutic mm. so i will call unto you call unto you um my friends my brethren <laughs> yeah use the platform you know share your story uh, give your nicknames anonymously whatever it is mm. this is a platform for you to feel safe and share what unpack. you what you ex- yeah mm. unpack what your what your story is what mm. your challenges uh, we don't have answers, but we promise to listen. Yep. Yeah. What is the thing that came out? Um, yeah, we've talked about the video. Yeah, we had all these guys asking about the courtesy, um, the African tax, and we are so happy to see Nigeria is listening. <laughs> we have a lot of Nigerian friends, and it, it was interesting to see that it's not just a Kenya conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's an African conversation. It's, it's an African thing, and. Um, one of the things again Babalao asked was about how easy is it to operationalize? Ooh, because it's not it's not um there's a lot of emotion tied mm, to it. Mm, there's mm, seeing the need mm, and then the when the ask comes, you mm, see the genuineness. Mm, and your heart just gets pulled broken. in. Yeah. So how do you have a heart of stone and say no? I'll i turn my it's, it's, I think it could be case by case Mm -hmm. and that's where we also give ourselves space not to boil the ocean Mm. that you will not solve all these person's problems or the world's problems Mm. but if this situation comes up and then maybe it'll bring me to my question to you around the scarcity what are the things that your money will do without thinking twice and what are the things that your money will not do 
for mm. instance if in this blood tax conversation somebody is asking for some money to take their family for a trip is that a yes or a no you understand yeah is this you know blood tax conversation about you know help me get my kids through high school mm. or at least this term mm-hmm. or at least food for today right so the operationalization could be as baby steps as what is the situation what is uh, what is the need at mm-hmm. that point mm-hmm. what is my situation at that point and what is the best solution yes um so i guess i'll ask then the question around what is the thing that your money will do for sure without thinking twice and what will you not do at all uh without thinking twice mm. is it in relation to black tax or just just generally i guess i, I guess because it's still tied to the money stories right mm-hmm. so we could start with one part and ask about black tax what's the one thing that you feel you will not even look at twice on the black tax conversations i think for me it's um, medical bills uh-huh okay yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. that's heavy yeah. yeah i i feel yeah no one chose to get sick mm. and then if unless they told the, the the bill is <laughs> telling the person in the hospital so yeah oh yeah that's for sure that's for sure if someone is sick already mm. the mm. least you can do is alleviate the worries so that they mm. can recover quickly I agree so I agree. medical bills for me i'm i'm like it's okay it's fine yeah let's, let's, let's sort, yeah let's just sort this out whatever mm. it is that i have in my pocket let's mm. sort that out mm. um i agree with you medical bills is a big one mm. um education for me is also big mm-hmm. um even food food, food. food. yeah yeah, yeah. We, how are we going back, back to <laughs> food because how Wait. would you feel yeah. someone says i don't have supper oh no that one that one yeah. no that one let's we'll not even argue yeah that one will not even argue we'll not even ask you how no that one i'll send you what what will help you you know sustenance right yeah. it's a basic basic part of it mm. um then what is that thing that for you is a bro just uh, chill just just chill next <laughs> um chat harambis harambis are fundraising Oh, bro. No. From no, no, I'm done with church harambees. Wedding committee. Ah. I think it's because it's been overdone. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Wedding committees. Wedding committees. You get added at 3 a.m. and you're supposed to contribute and the person tells you how much and to contribute. The reason why wedding committees I mm. get it. Mm. It's because there are so many ways. Mm. You can do it affordably. Yeah. So you don't have to. You don't have you, to. to you show you pizza. decided to get married. <laughs> You're two of you. Where am I so, coming in? <laughs> where am I coming in? You know. So there's an option of um, yeah. AG wedding, attorney yes. general, correct? A civil Indeed. wedding. Mm-hmm. You can decide to do a church wedding. Actually, yeah. there's a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. They did a church wedding, mm-hmm. and they spend ten k. Changes Kenya shilling that oh, was wow. way back like eight years ago. Oh but wow! They so what they did, mm-hmm. they decided to get married. Mm-hmm. As usual, they did the traditional ceremonies right. and all that. Mm-hmm. Then the church wedding, mm-hmm. they decided. They told their parents, "We are going to do a simple wedding." Mm-hmm. Of course, the parents wanted a big Lavish, wedding. Yeah, call all my friends. Yeah, all my, yes, yeah. village mates, village mates, and buying nice clothes and all yes. that. But they told their family that if we decide to do a big wedding, mm. they don't come back to us saying you need money for A, B, C, D projects. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that's a oh wow! Yeah. That's a good trade-off. So they they, they, I'm they learning so much. <laughs> and what they did, they 
they decided to do a simple wedding mm. it was on a weekday mm. at a church mm. their best couple mm. parents from both sides each right. parent mom dad mm. and done the that rings were blessed they had the witnesses oh, wow. parents were there after that they went for lunch i think looking I back i love that i think looking back covid might have helped a lot of people who were running weddings at that time i don't know if it's eight years ago it's not the covid side but i think a lot of people had the benefit of doing simpler weddings over covid because mm-hmm. then budgets were lower and, and everything and yeah. your marriage still goes on what it is does this? What is this? And even they had limit the number of people to 30. Yes, I remember that time. And there's a friend of mine, a couple, you even know them. Um, and they got married inside a container. Because at that COVID times, uh-huh. um, they, they, the grounds that they had, the grounds that they had um, hired, hired uh-huh. only a container was there, open. They had some decorations. The pasta came, it was beautiful. The pasta came, blessed their wedding. Within 30 minutes, they were done. And then I think, I don't know where they had their reception, whether it was a lunch or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. that. And you, you, you realize sometimes that maybe we get caught up in the showbiz of life, wanting to show mm-hmm. off or, you know, or just having the fairy, not necessarily show off, but it could be just the fairy tale dream you've had about your wedding. wedding yeah. You really want to go all out lavishly, then you start your, biz- your life with loans. Yes. Okay, this was not about marriage or weddings or anything or <laughs> how. Digress. Yeah, we really digress, right? But it, it's it's the things that touch on where then black tax pulls you in, because you're pulled in for you know these contributions. You're pulled in to buy a gift. You're pulled in like there's a friend of mine. I need to give this story. So my husband is not even my friend. My husband was telling me, he moves to Mombasa. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the first week he met, he meets or second week or something meets a friend. The friend is going for a function. They go together. Once they get there, they find it's a wedding committee, and then everybody and then the announcement is made and they're told everybody in this room right now is part of the wedding committee and they will need to give six thousand Kenyan shillings. Do you know he was hounded that money as if it was a debt and he had to pay it. Oh so to God. date, this is over ten years later. He still has pain for that six. It's black it's tax, a, yeah. And then it's like your um, is that even black tax? That's yeah, it's black extortion, mail. yeah. Black extortion. Vifaring <laughs> <laughs> without guns. So what are those things, guys? That for you, your money will not do. What are the things that you will do without thinking twice? Twice, yes. Um, do you identify with anything that we've said around you know weddings, around hospital uh, bills, education, fund oh. I don't know. I, I, it gets me into a into a rabbit hole every time I hear about fundraising for churches and such. Um, so it's interesting because this ties into a scarcity mentality, right? Mm. Um, or maybe it's not. Is it even scarcity mentality or it's wise decisions? Just good decision making. Yeah. It could be that, right? Or healthy boundaries. Yes. Yes. I think maybe it's not to also berate ourselves too much mm. when you make a decision to say, I don't have enough for constructing your house (laughs) 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 or it's not a priority or even if i had enough i would not give for you to construct your house Mm. Uh, it's creating the boundaries that say i'm willing to help but only up until this point yeah Uh, yeah money it's 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 so heavy even Mm. at this point Mm. um but we're so happy that we're speaking about it Mm. because like i said i'm learning so much even as you have and we as we have these conversations 
Um, which then brings us to then what is the source of these funds for us? Hey. Source of money is our jobs, our employment, employment, employment. Nine employment. To five. And the this grind. is for, for the guys in corporate. Of yes. course, everybody that's entrepreneur, mm. you're the boss. So this will, you, yeah, you know, your employees will relate to this, this one, one, right? More than you. More than you. <laughs> um, but employment is a big thing. And we also wanted to then touch on our identity at work. Oh, yeah. Because we are employed, yes. As you guys picked it up, mm. um, we work usual corporate mm. nine to five, nine to ten, depending on yes. the season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Ramadan. <laughs> we work until like what two o'clock in the two afternoon yeah. for a whole month, then we go and sleep. But you can decide to convert those days to leave days. Yeah. I, I choose sleeping. Really? <laughs> I don't convert it. I close at two. Wow. I oh, yeah, close at two. How do you get a whole month free to work up until you work from eight? So is it eight to nine? But you work from eight, mm. you close work at two o'clock. And then you just have the afternoon for yourself for a we whole month. We need to switch departments. Why would because... I no no no? Why would I want to con- convert those into anything in the future? A bad in hand. <laughs> it's worth doing the bush. Bro, the government we... <laughs> can decide to claim the days. Something can happen. Let me take this afternoon. So I and then the beauty about it in the office, even from back in the day. We have foosball tables. Oh. So after you finish, so there'll be all these tournaments set up at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So guys are playing in the office, uh, Kahoot and all these ex- exercises. Ah. So you feel quite rejuvenated. You're not fasting, <laughs> but you feel very excited <laughs> for Ramadan. That's uh, what we Riding on other people's religion. But you must. If you're here, we are here. <laughs> we are here, we get, enjoy the holidays for UAE. When you go back home, <laughs> we enjoy the holidays. Yeah, you try and get the best of both Good worlds. Yeah. yeah. Good one. Maybe so, next year um, I'll think about trying till to try PM. it. It's good work life balance. I, I think I'll be confused. What will I do with the rest <laughs> of my afternoon? I'll be so confused. Sleep is one of those things. <laughs> Spending time with your kids. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that time it's so hot. Maybe you can't travel outside. Mm. Um but the best about it is that you have the option. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll think about it next year. I think because the company policy would also apply to your function. Mm. So it's open that what what do you want to do with your with your afternoons? Cool. Identity at work. So this was born out of a conversation we had and we were asking each other, mm-hmm. um, do you have or do you know who you are outside your employment, outside your title? Oh, because mm. people ask, how are you? I'm fine. What do you do? I'm an accountant. Oh, I'm an architect. Oh, I'm a doctor. Oh, you say your you, yes. you speak about your or career. describe yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm a, a professional doctor. with ten years yeah. of experience. Yes. It still comes back to your job. job. Yeah, what you do, and even how you interact with other people. Yeah, they tell you their name. Then you ask, where do you work? Yes. Then you, you quickly profile the them. Where the yes. where so that you can be able to place them in a certain box. Can you imagine? Human beings. Shame on can us. You... <laughs> <laughs> because we unconsciously do that. And then you... Quickly. In the first five seconds, you've profiled somebody. Yeah. You've figured out which country are they from, how good is their English, <laughs> <laughs> what jobs are they in, how long have they been to Dubai or whatever, or in their roles. So you've mm. quickly profiled this person. Mm. So you're not looking at what this person has to offer to enrich your life as a person. You don't know if they love hiking. Yeah. You don't know if they love, even probably they've won a lot of, you know, awards for, maybe they've done Mount Everest mm-hmm. five times. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's your hobby you'd like to explore that. Maybe fitness. Mm-hmm. Those things never come up unless it's anything tied into professions. 
it's, it's, I mean, it was mind-blowing when I thought about it. Yeah. And dare you say, I'm looking for work. For work. People dismiss you quick. It's like you have leprosy. It, it, like, oh, oh, my. It's what's that disease? In the it is leprosy. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. leprosy. It's like you've got boils coming <laughs> out of your wazoo. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, my it's, name is Miss Miles. I've been in Dubai for one year. I'm looking for... Ooh. I'm in between jobs right now. <laughs> you see the room shut down. People pivot. People take their two glasses in the networking event and they come close to you and then chop a quick left. Oh my God, serious. It's so heartbreaking when you I think know. about it. But it happens so often. And unconsciously. And <laughs> maybe you've even done it to, to people, right? Because people are so self-serving. Mm. And I guess it's because, you know, society is so cutthroat. Our roles, our businesses, networking means... Even the, the notion that comes to my mind when I think of networking is how can I use this connection to improve myself? Mm. So it is very me-centered. Yes. It's very me-centered as opposed to then how can I connect with this person as a human, human being, being and how can we, you know, shared experiences that it never gets to that point. No, no. And then everything is being, it's like speed dating. Everything is being done in a hurry. <laughs> we only have one hour to network. So quickly, if you're not meeting my needs, I'll skip to the next one. <laughs> Seriously. And the one person who said, I'm a senior director, everyone wants to talk to them. Oh, bro, everybody wants to talk to them, even the ones who are looking for a job. <laughs> And it becomes so tricky because even those that then don't have a job, we have not been told or taught mm-hmm. to um, package ourselves as persons. Mm-hmm. We've been taught to package ourselves as roles. Yeah. So even this person that's as looking roles. for a job yes. doesn't can't can't articulate who they are, mm-hmm. and that's where the whole identity at work comes in. Mm-hmm. We can't articulate ourselves as hi. My name is Miss Dimples. Um, I love hiking. I don't love hiking. I love hiking, but I don't do it. I don't know why hiking keeps coming keeps coming to my mind. Um, I, I love, you know, speaking into people people's lives about, you know, leadership. I love mm-hmm. coaching. I love coaching. Yeah, I love coaching. I love, you know, storytelling. I love spending time with children. Mm. And so you do not know how to make even that elevator speech about yourself so, without touching on your career yeah. or your job. So then we end up blank, blind. All we can say is that I don't have a job. job. <laughs> As if that's it. As if that's all you are. Bro. I, roles. And I remember someone shared with me a meme. Mm. Do you know why we call them roles at work? Mm-mm. Because everyone is acting. <laughs> 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 We've got a mask on. That's a really good one. And then when you get true. home, you remove the mask and yeah, you're so tired. And then you pick it at the door on your way out the next morning, right? Because <laughs> it's true, right? Because yeah. then your spouses, your family members don't know the, the, the you that's at work. Mm. Why not? Why not? And even your colleagues, maybe you meet your colleague in a bar, you find them with their friends. Like, this is not the person. This is not, yeah, this is not the Miss Miles so, I see at work. The, the feed, one of the early feedback I got uh. when a colleague of mine listened to the podcast, they said, <laughs> they said, oh my God, you're not the, the you're Miss Miles in the office. In the office, you're all gloomy. <laughs> she actually said, in the office, you, you don't have energy. <laughs> You talk as if, I was like, really? Like, in the podcast, you have so much energy. You're not the same person. I was like, okay, guilty. I'm acting. I'm acting. No, that means I'm not acting. Maybe I'm acting in the podcast. Oh, that would be hurt. I would be hurt if this no, is, no, no, this is all for show. 
<laughs> but that feedback got me thinking uh, mm. now I'm conscious how am I at work yeah are you giving 350% ah 600 that's the way to go the first two weeks of Our the month bosses listening in the, on this <laughs> we are at 700 <laughs> the graph is going up you're about to hit our 2024 targets <laughs> In November of 2023, <laughs> deliverables for who? <laughs> and and it brought us then to the question around: um, Is there a time mm-hmm. where in your career, in your role, uh-huh. that your identity at work has been called to question? Yes. Oh mm. my God. Mm. When going through a redundancy, <laughs> <laughs> the first. So I've experienced that. Mm. Before I joined this organization where we yeah. both work, yeah. I went through that redundancy. Mm, the white letter. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> and they give us a one-year oh, notice. Exhaust- oh, that's exhausting. So they told us, oh, your jobs are being offshore to this and mm, these countries, mm. and it will be done in phases, mm. uh, but don't worry. So come next year, mm. July, right. um, then you should have a clear confirmation whether you have your role or not mm. so <laughs> they told us now you're actually <laughs> working against the clock yes A- and what they are they even told us feel free to look for jobs within the organization well, that is outside nice, yeah that is very but, humane yeah and at the same time um because the entire time we were serving this notice mm. we were doing handovers to right. our okay. jobs were being offshore mm-hmm and so in that case they don't expect you to give even 80% not even 5 not even 5 <laughs> <laughs> they're clocking so you've just been told that mm. you're seeing guys coming from this mm. other country you're handing over your tasks mm. bit by bit that must you know the first thing hard. you ask yourself what will i say at home yo, yo. you know yo. What, what will i be doing i'm used to waking up mm. going to the office mm. So at that particular point I asked myself mm. who am I minus this job? Mm. Yeah. What do I even enjoy doing? Because you've been you so know. caught up in the rat race, you execution. Don't, yeah, you you don't know what do I enjoy doing? No idea. And no then idea. you probably find that if you've been working those hours for a long time, mm-hmm. you've lost a lot of friends. Yes. You've lost a lot of your old pals uh, because you know your your schedules are not connecting at all. You're always at work. You mm. miss social gatherings, social events. Yes. So when now this happens, you don't even know how to reconnect with the friends exactly. that you lost along the way. Indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> And it even makes you question if you have dependence. So mm. then I had my um, my daughter mm. ask myself, who am I? Oh. How how what type of mom am I? Mm. I won't be able to provide for the child. Yes. Yeah. Will I have to change school? Yeah. Will I have to move back home? Yes. There'll be no medical cover. Correct. <laughs> And that clock is ticking. Then the other bit the where anxiety. your identity's question is when mm. you go for these interviews, then you get a regret. You know, every interview you, you come yourself. Am I not good enough? Yes. Uh, um, you know, or you fail an exam. Mm. that you thought for sure you're getting because yes. we're always doing this you know improvement etc mm-hmm. or you're trying to get a new job in a new country mm-hmm. and you're sitting for exams and the exam you know you start questioning yourself am i not good enough mm. um especially if you already 
you know, you're already doing the work, you're a professional, you're good, you're just either changing roles mm. and you keep getting this regret letter and you are a star performer in your previous company. Oh. It shakes your identity. Yeah. It shakes you at the core, yeah? Mm. These regret letters from interviews or even the ones that never come, mm. you're just sitting in the... They ghost you. Yeah, they ghost you. You're just sitting in the in the air just waiting for one day that this yeah. company will come back to you. And then there are those where you've been having conversations, they tell you, give us time. Mm. Then eventually... The person goes to you, they don't talk to you. You know, closure. And they were excited at the if beginning. If there are any recruiters, HR people listening, yeah, please, please give just, people closure. Just just think, can't add any more to that. Yeah. Just, yeah. just give them closure. Yeah. Um, just as you would want to get closure as an yeah. individual, right? It's the same thing. Mm. Um, because you can't just be sitting at the, you know, at the ledge just waiting. Are you quitting? Are you not quitting? Mm. Um, and the other thing that then we're talking about, the identity at work. And, and the things that called you out is appraisals. Oh. Ah. Like you've a moment given... of silence for appraisals. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you've got a nasty boss or the system is such that you have to fight and prove and show and show you worked yeah. and show and show. By the end of it, it feels like you've just come from a sword fight. Yeah. <laughs> I know, guys, we are not helping the situation. <laughs> we are making it look like uh, our jobs are <laughs> battlefield. But appraisals tend to be like that in most companies, right? Mm-hmm. Because appraisal is, is, you know, a leader going out and, and basically telling you proof that you worked. Mm-hmm. What do you mean proof that I worked? It may not be in so many words, but that's what it is. So when you can't demonstrate to this person, maybe you're not good at expressing yourself mm. and you feel or you think what you've done should actually show it, show mm. for itself, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get a poor appraisal, it comes back to your identity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for I don't, sure. And then when you had given your best, and, you, and then they need and they to didn't be. tell you at the, in the course of the year they didn't tell you that your your work is crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start need picking. But remember, um, that two time years in February, ago, that time ah. I asked for this report. Then you handed in uh, and then three it hours. Didn't, it two, didn't have a decimal point and typos. You know, and because of that or that document that you didn't fill. Mm. They had that document that you didn't fill, and because of that, we think you're not a loyal, you're not committed to the company. So because of that, you're not getting a bonus. Mm. This is not like our direct story about you know, so our company it is safe, it is good. Uh, but these are the experiences, right? So, yeah. so that situation will definitely you know rattle you and ask, make you ask yourself, who am, who am I? I? Yeah. And am I that incompetent? Um, can't I get anything right? Oh, this oh, is yeah. a, a rabbit yes. hole, right? Yeah. Because it's very true. You mm. ask yourself questions which then you don't have answers to. Mm. So you just sit and wait then for the one day that you'll... Or this thing of talent. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> when a company tells you that you're talent or you're not talent <laughs> and you think you've been working <laughs> day and night and then, you know, there's this special group of people that are called talent. You're not sitting in that group or you're sitting in there and you can't understand why your colleague is not in that group. It's It's... It's psychological torture, if you ask me. <laughs> Have you ever been told you're not talent? Oh, yes, I was told I was not talent to my face. <laughs> in a previous job, Don't in a previous worry. company. You're talent to your parents. <laughs> and the people who need black tax from me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my Lord. Oh, somebody once told me I'm not talent. There's a talent that didn't have been held. Et How did that make you feel? I felt like, I, I felt like, I felt really, really bad. Mm. I felt horrible. <laughs> <laughs> not because I thought I was talent, no, but, and, and I was not seeking mm-hmm. any sort of validation. 
but I can't be here just busy minding my business and living my life and delivering, you know, mm-hmm. my deliverables and such. And you come and tell me, by the way, you're not talent. And yet, if you look at the kind of things that you ask me to do on a daily basis, mm. go beyond my job description. I'm delivering on those over and above the call of duty. Mm. And then when it comes to that point of reward and recognition, I'm not it. So you wonder then, what does it take? Yeah. My blood, sweat and tears? Because, yeah. yeah, I've already given that. So, yeah, there's a lot of, you know... I was mentally abused. Oh, sorry. <laughs> now I'm fine now. And you also <laughs> don't want to go into that fine. back and forth with your boss. And it, exactly. Yeah. Because, because you, you also know there's a line you can't cross. Yeah. This may be used against you. Of course. So <laughs> you, you sit in a, in a corner somewhere just rocking back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> have a shot of something. So, so, uh-huh. And you have a shot of something and pull your nerves. <laughs> Milk. <laughs> So it also brings us to the thing about then your purpose. How then do you, well, do you think your job then pulls you from your purpose or your um, passion? Reality, yes, I think mm. it does because mm. I believe the survival mm. instinct kicks in when yes. in our jobs. Mm. Mm. And the reason why I would say that it's because remember this job is giving you an income. Yeah. You're able to pay your bills, mm. you're able to support your family right. and all that. Mm. So when you tie the reward mm. of this grind, mm. you, you 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 feel you need to sustain it. Yeah. And you sustain it to a fault. So mm. all the examples you've given of being told you're not talent, yeah, um, toxic environment, yeah. workplaces and all that, mm. they they are validated by the things we're able to do with the yeah. income. Yes. That's so true. Mm. And, and it's like Stockholm's, right? It's yeah. like Stockholm syndrome where you, you fall in love with your captivator. <laughs> Is it a captivator or, or yeah. what was the word? The person that's... that's your kidnapper. Holding, yeah, your kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you fall in love with them yet it's it's a very dysfunctional connection, mm-hmm. right? Because the question begs then, why do so many people mm-hmm. have side gigs mm-hmm. that are supposed to bring them money? For us, this is, you know, labor of love, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you find a lot of people who have their eight to five jobs and then they are farmers on the side. Mm-hmm. Is it a question of maybe remuneration that you feel in your day job, you're not getting paid enough for the work that you do? Mm-hmm. So you need a second income stream? Could be, be that. that. Yeah. yeah. Or a second situation where you're like, I'm just doing this job for the bills. Mm-hmm. I need the stability and the job security. But where I think my passion lies is is in art, is in farming, mm-hmm. is in all of these other things. Yeah, I, I think it's a, could be a combination of both mm-hmm. or each one of them. Mm-hmm. So there are people who do it as <clears throat> additional income, excuse mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and the other bit is um, you do it you, the passion. Mm-hmm. So the, your career, your job funds yeah. the passion because mm-hmm. yeah, the passion is true. where you get replenished and mm-hmm. you're able to show up in. Mm. Going to the battlefield, wear mm. your mask <laughs> <laughs> and fight and, play the, and act <laughs> and play that role <laughs> like a ninja and win an Oscar in what form of this? pizza. Pizza parties. <laughs> what is this? Like being a gladiator, right? Yeah. Then I, I'm just curious. Then is will it get to a point? Maybe in future generations, as mm-hmm. as we evolve, etc that then we will start off with our passions and build careers off of our passions um it's possible mm. so um one thing i'm now conscious of mm. so that i don't get caught up in the rat race mm-hmm. uh so first of all it's the podcast mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's i love the art of storytelling yeah so 
and and I also enjoy what I do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the reason I enjoy it is because I'm able to tie it with my passion. Mm-hmm. So I love telling stories in many ways, shapes, yeah. or form. Yeah. And I gossip, gossiping. Not gossiping. <laughs> <laughs> but you also know gossiping doesn't require laziness. I'm I'm, I'm direct translated from our local language. So I'm a very hardworking storyteller. <laughs> It still takes effort and work and it planning to research. <laughs> Who's doing what? Who told him what? what? <laughs> research. Yes. So I love telling stories. Mm-hmm. So when I wake up in the morning, I don't yeah. know if this phrase is familiar. What wakes you up in the morning? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we ask everybody that question, try to sound fancy. Yeah. When you're speaking to a CEO. Yeah. So what, what keeps it's you up at night? <laughs> for me, it's, um, for me, it's <laughs> storytelling. <laughs> mm, and nice. my job gives me that opportunity to mm. do it with numbers. Right. So every time I'm finding myself working long hours, I sit mm. back and ask myself, mm. why? Why are you doing this? Mm. Then if I tie back to, I'm trying to create a story that will drive the right decisions in the organizations yes. then yeah. i'm like yes this is it Done. but i find myself working crazy long hours mm. i'm getting burned out then i'm okay let's yeah. take a chill pill we will mm. circle back <laughs> and <laughs> put a pin on it yeah so there's there's still an opportunity to tie your passion mm. to your work mm. but it takes a lot of intentionality it mm. takes a lot of zooming out mm-hmm. yeah if if your kids today mm. uh, they're young growing if your kids today came and told you they want to become musicians because mm-hmm. that's where their passions lie and they want to be in a career out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't said that I'm, wa- I'm, wa- I'm waiting for what would, what would you say because that's tying the Oh, it could be a question of the generations, right? Yeah. Our parents' generations, boomer generation yeah. was get a job, job security, make sure bills are paid, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then we are building onto a point where we're now, mm-hmm. uh, this generation now is kind of trying to balance the two. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the generations after, it will be purely on the passion side. Yeah. So then if your kids came and said to you, I want to become a hair something or other. Mm-hmm. Would I would encourage them. Is it? Yeah, I, I would Your even be more work. interested because mm-hmm. if that's what you want to do, um, mm-hmm. then we have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Then how will you go about it? How mm-hmm. will you make money? Because mm-hmm. let's not kid ourselves. You mm-hmm. need the money. Yeah, yeah. So even the passion itself needs to, yeah, needs to bring back something to your pocket, Correct. Uh, yeah. to your wallet. So yeah. uh, it's it has to tie. It's a full circle. Yeah. The challenge I see when it comes to identity and our jobs, it's because mm. it reaches a point, it mm. becomes a means of surviving. Mm. And that's the the negative elements we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess also it's the whole thing, again, maybe digressing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bit also about um, the schools that we go to or the courses that we take yeah. are we taking those courses for our parents mm. so that eventually you feel the certificate you've done here dad mom here's a certificate i'm go i'm off to do dj mm. you know that sort of thing yeah it's also maybe you know the the mindfulness to mm-hmm. say that you know roles jobs careers are evolving mm. and then you know this child should not 100 percent tie their identity to work yeah yeah um one other thing we thought also was on the rewards so you touched on the reward system mm-hmm. are there times you felt that you know the reward system is actually validating poor life choices yes when it comes to your work yeah the crazy long hours how's how so 
be, uh, so just like I said, um, mm. you you're tying. If I work these long crazy hours, then mm. I won't be fired. Mm. Because <laughs> if I get fired, mm. there's all these people who are lining up for <laughs> for this salary to sit on that chair. <laughs> yeah, and even to sit on the chair. Yeah, yeah. because competition is high. Is very, and even yeah. in, du- in Dubai, it's yeah, it's cutthroat. Cutthroat. Yeah. So the, the reward in form of salary, mm. bonus, and mm. all that leads us to really identify with this job, mm. and anything goes. To sustain it, mm. I've just felt yeah. For it's it happens right because mm-hmm. anytime we think of stepping out of a you know toxic work environment, mm-hmm. then you have to think about what does it take, what's the trade off, what am I losing? Mm. So you will take a lot of you know bad leadership. You'll take a lot of poor mm. you know work ethic, um, just to make sure that you're able to pay those bills. Mm. And then what are those instances then that? Um, what are, what have you achieved out of this reward system connecting it to your identity at work um, so looking back at some of the assets I've got mm. and even recent it's mm. this move to Dubai yeah Mm. because I never would have thought I'd work in a foreign country where mm. systems work yeah. and things generally seem to work and life is easier Right. Compared to back home. Mm-hmm. So when I tie that to my job, mm-hmm. it's quite validating. Mm-hmm. And so I would I will tie my identity to my job mm-hmm. because it's accorded me this opportunity to yes. be in a country. Yeah. And it's a privilege. Yeah, it yeah. is. It yeah. Is. So uh, and I'll proudly say where I work, what I do, mm. because I can be able to tie all these positive aspects. Yeah, to uh. this place that you work and mm. to these efforts that you've put in, mm. these hours, of, you know, the trade-offs yeah. you've made in life. Mm. And thinking about it, um, my first job, um, I was earning 25,000 Kenya shillings. Uh, that is what, $250 in the good days when the dollar was at 100 mm-hmm. shillings. Yes in a month and it was so low it was not even taxed <laughs> <laughs> they were like no they're like you just go just Oops. just go and buy yourself something pretty with this one right <laughs> um and i was just telling you about the size of my house at, at the time it was a small room mm-hmm. uh, i was paying five thousand sorry we're using kenyan currency but just to give you a feel right now the dollar is, is at about 160 152 um, so that's the dollar conversion. Um, the dirham is at what, 41, 42? Thereabouts. Correct. So, correct. Right. So, so I was paying rent of about 5,000 Kenya shillings, leaves me with 20,000. 10,000 would be my utilities, would be my transport, would be my food, all of that. And the balance I'd give my mother. I was such a nice daughter. The room was so small. <laughs> One time my folks came to visit me and we could not all fit the three of us. Three people could Who stood not fit. outside. Uh, I stood outside. <laughs> <laughs> Opened the door and then we're talking when I'm sitting outside on the stool and my folks are inside. Guys, They're sitting on the bed. That. There's no couch. There's nothing. And that was my first apartment. It was a, it was a room. It was right? a room. It was, all you could fit was a bed and not a six by six. Yeah. It was a four by six or something tiny like that. Um, and um, with that job, mm-hmm. <laughs> my wall, my wardrobe mm-hmm. where I put my clothes was a hole in the wall. Literally, was a hole in the wall. Nice. I could only hang like this five is items. Not inspiration. <laughs> you are not your beginnings. 
you can start where you are and still end up in Dubai without planning it, right? Miss Dimples is the definition of start where you are. <laughs> With what you have. Right? Um, and the reason I say this is coming back to um, the, the jobs and stuff and the achievements. Mm-hmm. And one of the most proudest things I've ever bought in my life, mm-hmm. using that 25,000 Kenya shillings, was I, I bought a radio that was worth 15,000 bob. I couldn't mm-hmm. afford it, you know, in terms of the numbers. But I identified a radio that I wanted. I bought it. I felt so mm-hmm. good. Um, then it was stolen. <laughs> 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 I still feel so bad about that. But, you know, it was one of those items that you cherish. Mm. Then when I had the first bonus, 35,000 Kenya shillings, I bought a fridge. Ooh. Of course, it couldn't fit into this house, <laughs> so I had to move out, right? But it is it is a feeling of you know you're you're seeing the reward for work done, you're seeing mm-hmm. the compensation, you're seeing that somebody values you. That's why the reward system is really important. Mm-hmm. And tying it back to our own lives, reward doesn't have to be monetary. Of course, in our jobs, please pay me. Yeah, <laughs> I won't go and cash in the thank you. I am not. I'm not using Mastercard. Hello, yeah. I'd like to pay for this bill using a thank you. No, no. 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 We, we need the money, yeah. but in terms of other parts of our lives appreciate people around you mm-hmm. um then that was my first role yeah. so i feel so special not i feel special but i feel really good about now my job because again coming back to dubai you know all the dots tied in there's luna and it is because of all the you know yeah. the, the remuneration and the rewards so it was a tie in to see how then does the reward system impact us negatively mm. because then you take a lot of stuff which you should not necessarily take and they affect your mental health Versus then how does the reward system, you know, kind of propel you mm. and you kind of say that, yeah, I'm going to stay in this job for this, for this reason. Mm. Yeah. So I've just remembered something uh, mm. a friend shared mm. and the reason why I, I asked them a question, because they are so cool, calm, collected at work. Mm. They, they don't give in to pressure. Nice. They, they, I even wonder, get angry when you see some of these things happening at <laughs> Call work. Call them out. Yeah, you, you tell them, please get angry. I don't understand where this They always ask me, is it your father's company? No. Yo. No. <laughs> Are they paying you a salary? Yes. Did you agree to it? Yes. Did you negotiate? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Sit. Is that, you... is that not passive aggressive? It, it, it could be to an mm. extent. But then I ask them, why are you so calm? Mm. They say, I work for the pay I get. And when I joined this uh, this company, I asked myself, is G- if this job was to go, do I have a plan A, B, C, D? Such that if if I lost my job, hmm. then I will not start fumbling and wondering hmm. how will I pay this bill, how will I this? So I realized they have a very good saving culture. Hmm. They are not too spendthrift. Mm. And then they... So even his his view is, right now I'm in a senior position, mm. but I wouldn't mind starting all over again. Mm. If we were told, your job is done, mm. go start from the beginning as a, mm. cleric, uh, as a clerk, mm. I'm okay to do it. Mm. So th- that, that mindset... Solid, eh? Yeah, that mindset of... Because they haven't accumulated things and assets and elevated their lifestyle they live quite a modest lifestyle mm. so the you remember the the reward mm. that that makes you hang on to that toxic environment yeah, yeah. he he hasn't attached himself to to the things oh that is so next yeah level. that is so maslow's hierarchy it's up there right it's yeah. like self, self what i tend to hang around them so much hoping <laughs> it will rub off on me but no and so far <laughs> nothing, so nothing. <laughs> i just get entertained by the stories <laughs> 
and there's something that you've mentioned that is really nagging on my mind huh? mm. about I work for the pay what did you say I work, work for, for the, the pay, pay that I get yes um HR people on on in our audience I'd be curious to hear from you do we think that then we are remunerating people for the potential or we are so busy trying to save on SGNA costs mm-hmm. you know SGNA, people cost people yeah, salaries people cost salaries all of that and to save on that budget that you want to pay people the least that you can pay for the most that they can give mm. because what if you pay this person commensurate to what they are actually doing mm. to their potential and what they bring to the table would that propel people to work more because i've had that thing not once before mm. when someone says you know what um you know last year so it's an appraisal situation interesting that we mentioned appraisals and the guy you know the hr is saying you know we've seen that you know last year you were doing very very well you were hitting all the fives you were doing all of this amazing thing you are you know in each and every project you are lifting your in you know, all these things you're told to be visible right mm. he was doing the most then the person then comes and saying this year we've noticed a very you know a slack mm-hmm. you're not doing that anymore you're not participating and the guy says because i am actually not doing the job that you pay me for yeah you know it was such a mic drop moment mm-hmm. um that then are we paid for or do you know the the business or the corporate scene do they pay for the potential and for the actual job or how do you then balance that i think they pay for mm. what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. but we end up going the extra mile because mm. we don't lose the job coming back to the job security yes oh my so word. you end up doing work meant for three people <laughs> and you never go on leave <laughs> because you're afraid the moment you say no to it oh my god you'll be fired and that's that's the other <laughs> and thing there will be someone very quickly waiting to take your job at a lower fee yes and <sighs> and and you know what they told me mm. i never i never carry over my leave days i always mm. take my leave days mm. if my team wants leave days and there oh, are wow. people leader my team oh, wants wow. leave days they will go on their leave i will not call them when we're in the office we work that is we such a job. baggageless kind of way to live yes, right because it says i'm working for what you pay me mm. if i find there's extra work coming my way mm. and then i'll raise my hand mm. um this has come my way i need mm. additional people mm. yeah yeah we have a conversation then you say then if you want me to do this extra then yeah. two three things will be put aside Correct. i focus we on have to this. prioritize this yes. thing and and switching a little bit around the identity at work one thing also came to our mind as we were talking and we're looking at our demography and about 50% of our audience sits in the what 35 to 44 45 mm-hmm. age bracket and if you look at that age bracket then this is where even the zayanka audience 25 all the way let's say to the 40 50s right and this is a bracket where then our parents are also going into retirement mm-hmm. Uh, what has been your experience or you know this is to the audience what do you guys think or have you had experience with you know parents that are going into retirement what has been their experience on their identity with work and i'll give an example i'll give my own story so my dad retired um humble beginnings my mom has been a stay at home mom all our lives she started into a career path and then you know came back home to take care of the kids um mom thank you very much she listens <laughs> you, yeah she listens yeah you did a great job <laughs> if i say so myself um and your your effort is so so appreciated so coming back to my dad's story so he retires mm-hmm. and he was in the teaching i think we mentioned that in yeah. previous episodes he was a teacher 
And the setup was that at the end of every year, once the exam, hey, by the way, the national exams for primary school kids has been announced today. But yeah. So for all those parents that, you know, we, we wished you well a couple of episodes ago, wishing you well in the exams. I hope, you know, it's all going very well. Mm. And success to your kids and to the families. I know it's a lot of anxiety in this season also getting new schools. Yeah. Um, so here is my dad. Uh, exams results have come out then they're going out and, and, and announcing and now phone calls start as parents are trying to get schools for their kids mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so at that point his phone is busy 24-7 it's, yeah. it's hardly charging mm-hmm. I mean it's always on charge because it's always ringing calendars are always coming in phone calls you're a person of importance mm. then comes uh, retirement, retirement. The calls are not ringing. Yeah, You're asking not. somebody call me just for me to see if the phone is still working. Gosh. It's a it's a culture shock. Mm. It's a culture shock, and I think there are a couple of programs, if I'm not wrong, where people retirees and get called into therapy or some sessions mm. or just how to deal with retirement. And this again is tying to the identity at work because for 40 years this person has been, you know, having this rhythm. You wake yes. up at six, you go to work, you go to class, you go mm. to all of these things, your jobs. Then you live the lives that we are living now, asking about bosses, HR, all those things. And at the end, when you're retiring, then you go home. So mm-hmm. what has been so for 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 us, it had to be a very, for me at least, I had to really think about what he's going through mm-hmm. to understand the the, the feeling lost mm-hmm. because then you don't know what do you do with yourself. Do you start a job with your pension? What job do you start? You've been a teacher all your life. life. Yeah. Are you going to go and start a business which you know nothing about and then lose your pension in the middle of it? So other than the investment part of it, what do you do with your day to five, eight to five? What, what do you do, you do with your day? Hours? How do you feel in the hours? So it's it's one of those things that maybe I had to be very mindful of this experience mm-hmm. um, and to actually see that a hey, guy is struggling mm. or you know try and just fill in the hours with him or just try to, to kind of help him and, and listen to him mm. because then you probably be patient I think there's a lot of patients that we had to exercise that, you know, when he's sharing his stories, he's sharing his current experience or he's feeling lost or feeling stranded. What do I do? Do I start taking care of chicken? You know, those sorts of, sorts of mm. things, right? It's the rule of setting. What do I do? So we are calling this out because links to our identity stories, relatable because you have the audience where, you know, we have our aging parents mm. um, and, and just calling out for the mindfulness around it. Yeah, and invent the mindfulness for us because Mm -hmm. you may get caught up in this rat race, the job you identify as this Mm -hmm. um, CEO, CEO, CFO (laughs) and all that. Then 20 years down the line, Mm. you you retire, then who are you? Then who are you? Oh my God, especially when the calendars and the calls don't come. And then the friendship starts to fizzle out. All your friends were your colleagues. You could talk about the same thing. You're you're Uh, being called mkubwa. You're being called boss. Nobody knows you on the streets anymore. The status you were accorded Mm -hmm. as a CEO. Mm -hmm. Gates were being opened. Now you're you're just... Yeah, you you get out and open the gate for yourself. yourself. Um, so very interesting conversations right as you navigate your work you wake up every day go to that office Mm. take a pause yeah who are you minus that job Mm. and what (laughs) do you want to do with your life that you do now Mm. do now stop waiting for yeah start small start small 
that's small, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they, we had an uh, we had someone in our audience, a BFF community called Odelia. Yeah, she had something to say. Yeah, she she's from South Africa, <laughs> so yeah, she she listened. <laughs> After I, I told her, you have, we need the we th- we need the South Africa number. Please yes. listen, and she listened, and she oh, yeah. said the topic on black tax was mm. quite heavy. Yeah, but we managed to deliver it in a very fun, yeah. easy yeah. way with lots of laughter as yeah. usual. Thanks, yeah. Odelia. Thank you, Odelia. And uh, I'm looking at the time. I'm, I'm, this is the most. This is the longest One episode we, we've spoken for now. <laughs> and if you guys dare us, we can talk for four hours straight. <laughs> Please don't dare us. <laughs> we will. This is a guess answering to somebody who said they would not mind a longer conversation. So this is us testing it. How did that go? We didn't plan to do an hour, but mm. here we are. Mm. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, check our socials. Um, IG. Yes underscore smiles dimples underscore, underscore. correct mm-hmm. yeah correct correct <laughs> <laughs> fb underscores dimple smile we're also getting used to it right that's why we're trying to word it and mouth it yes and for t- we're also on tiktok yeah tiktok we are posting the reels there yes so please follow us uh, go to our page interact with us ask us questions mm-hmm. uh, we'd love to hear from you read your comments out uh, to the audience and answer the questions that you might have and with that this is me signing off yeah have i forgotten anything no you haven't but we'll be reaching out to the audience do let us know which other topics would you like us yes. to yeah. discuss yeah we'd love to hear from you mm. so with that oh yeah and we're at eleven thousand uh spotify impressions so a week ago no last, even yesterday we were at like ten thousand and something so we've had a quite a boost so we're quite excited to hear from yes. you and your engagement and with that this is me signing off miss dimples have yourself an amazing week bye bye, bye. <laughs>